So guys, once we get out of this self-isolated state, once we can actually congregate together, go to the DNVR bar, go to our favorite spots around town, you're going to want to have In We Go for when that time comes. I know I've been talking about In We Go a while. We can't use it right now, but when we get back to normal, you guys can get a month free if you use the promo code DNVR and you can get sports tickets, tickets to concerts, food festivals, beer festivals, all that stuff that we love to do when we're not self-isolated. So keep In We Go in mind. You guys can get a free month with us. Make sure to check them out. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the TNVR Nuggets podcast. Friday edition of the show. Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote are here. A lot to talk about today. Got some news that we're going to run through uh, with the coronavirus running rampant through the NBA now and through Denver as well. Also talk about some stuff going on at DNVR, DNVR watches. Just came off of uh, night three now uh, of DNVR watches. Love is Blind, episode two. It's uh, it's getting hot and heavy, though. Dude. I loved episode two. I hated episode one. Unironically, I was not in on the joke. <laughs> this was the worst part of the DNVR gig so far. But tonight, I loved it. I think we had three proposals tonight. Three proposals in two episodes. It's, it's getting out of control. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to be in on it, though. You got to be in that it's the worst show or the best worst show, I think. It's so bad, it's good, right? I think Marez said today on the Denver Sportscast Sports Podcast, a show has to be either so good or so bad that it's worth it's worth watching. This definitely crosses the so bad threshold. Oh, it's terrible! Sure. It's terrible. If you guys uh, who are listening right now have not watched Love Is Blind, I'm not gonna make a big sales pitch to go watch it. But anyways, we watch it a couple nights a week on DNVR Watches, which is pretty much where at certain nights. Throughout the week at certain times, we watch uh, different shows together. Uh, Love is Blind, of course, we watch the first game of the first round of the 2009 Western Conference playoffs, Nuggets-Hornets, on uh, thir- on Wednesday night. We watched uh, the Avs game before that. So uh, we've been do- we started this DNVR Watches thing this week. It's been really fun so far. But Love is Blind is pretty much... I don't even know how many people are on that show because it seems like they keep pulling random people out of a hat out of we got every couple two minutes. People. <laughs> there were three people at least in this show that I had not seen before in tonight's episode. But pretty much the guys live in one side of a house. The girls live in another. The guys and girls don't see each other, but they date in these pod type things where they the, each sit on one dude, side of a wall. The pods are so weird. And the way they refer to them as pods, it just gives me such like... I don't know, man. The heebie-jeebies. It's such a weird way to, to fall in love with someone. Yeah, like, that's got to be a pretty big warehouse where those pods are, right? Like, th- that, th- very that thing ma- took some time to construct. <laughs> exactly. It's very Matrixy, <laughs> And I'm not sure if these people even know if they can confirm if they're in the Matrix or not. They should be concerned. Yeah, so pretty much you just date in these pods without seeing each other. And we're two episodes in, and we've had three people propose to one another three for three three yeses so uh, it's, it's yeah, going well we we had one yes tonight though diamond and uh is it cameron i can't remember no not cameron colton 
One of, I forget his name, but the Carlton. I did not believe her. Carlton. Carlton, yes, yeah. Adam said Adam made it very clear he was on Team Carlton in episode one. I think that was a grave mistake. Just uh, speculating here, dude. <laughs> she was that was the least convincing yes I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been fun. It's been fun for sure. Can't wait to see where the season goes. And yeah, we did uh, game one, round one of the 2009 Western Conference Finals uh, last night with Nuggets Hornets. That was a really fun game. Chauncey Billups went off. I think the prelude or the kind of storyline for game two that I'm watching for, what can J.R. Smith possibly do for an encore? (laughs) Yeah, that's... Well, he needs to do three things that make absolutely no sense. He needs at least three inexplicable decisions. We need a logo heat check. I need two air balls because he already he already airballed in game one. The bar is high. The JR bar is high. Yeah, like remember how Jamal Murray came out first play of the playoffs last year, game one, round one against the Spurs, and just came down the floor, fired up a pull-up three-pointer. Yes. That was like JR for three quarters of that game one <laughs> on every single possession. He when he ever whenever he got the ball, he was shooting that thing within five seconds or so. I think what I'm watching for is uh Carmelo Anthony gonna be good because a lot of hype, a lot of Carmelo hype. I did not see it in game one. Yeah. So I, I was in high school. I was just finishing up high school when this game was going, and me and my good buddy went to one game each round. We went to one Hornets game, one Mavs game, one Lakers game. So I vaguely remember this this series. Obviously, I knew Denver went on to win this series, but I think Melo had some decent games going forward. So I feel like he'll turn it around here. We'll see. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And there, apparently Chauncey gets even better at some point, right? Or no, no, no. The Not Chauncey. The, the deficit gets even bigger in game three, I guess. Oh yeah, there there is like a uh I think Denver won by 40 something points in uh game 3, I believe. Yeah. It's funny, man. This Hornets team does not look very good. They aren't very good, but they won a fair amount of games in the regular season. Yeah, it's just I was saying this on the pod last night though. The talent in the league now compared to 2009, which was you know just 11 years ago, there's no comparison. There is just so much more talent top to bottom now than there was back then. Like, yeah. you looked at who was Denver's ninth man was probably Anthony Carter. And that was considered like a really good ninth man. That was considered like the best bench in the league. <laughs> right, right. And it was, you know, I you would think like this Nuggets bench on paper coming into the season um, might have been that deep. Obviously it didn't play out that way. But you're right. It's pretty clear. Uh, I, I there's more talent than ever before. I think we're also doing some new stuff with DNVR Gaming. You've been handling a lot of that on social, so I'm kind of going to give you the floor here. I saw we have a bracket going now, a video game yeah. bracket. So we launched. Um, so we have DNVR brackets now. Obviously, we did movie week not that long ago, and we did the best sports movies. Um, So this is DNVR Bracket Sports Video Games. And so 32 franchises, we pitted them together across four regions, brought to you by our friends at Breck Brew, the Strawberry Sky region, the Hot Peak region, Colorado Core, and Encore. And yeah, we're just like last time. We need you guys to vote on Twitter. Follow us at DNVR underscore gaming. You will decide who advances, who wins the championship, 
Um, I, I think a lot of people are pulling for NCAA football, Harrison. That seems to be the popular pick so far. NCAA football did not see that one coming. <laughs> That's a GOAT game, man. I, I, I'm going to love playing sports video games. And they discontinued it in 2014. But the recruiting aspect, yeah, building a dynasty, bringing Colorado back to glory, that stuff was so fun. Yeah, see, I'm like a big franchise mode, dynasty mode guy. Yeah. For oh, yeah. like 2K... I remember NCAA basketball when they had NCAA basketball. I think the last so one was like 2008, 2009. We would play that for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little – I don't know if we would call it a beat yet. We're just calling it a corner of the DNVR universe. There's Twitch streams. I think Drew is, is streaming right now. He's rebuilding the Rockies franchise on MLB The Show. That sounds like or- something Drew would do, yeah. Yeah, that's how I imagine Drew is spending all of his time when I'm not with him. I also organized a FIFA tournament today with some uh, DNVR followers, a couple of Nugget fans in there. Shout out Pat Radigan, who kicked my ass. I lost 6 nothing. Damn. And I thought I thought I was good at FIFA. So, yeah, shout, shout out to Pat. We're going to get a lot of these tournaments going. So, whether it's sports, video games... Um, Gaming on the PC, however you do it, we're building a community at DNVR Gaming, so come check us out. Who's your FIFA team right now? So in this tournament, I'm playing with Liverpool, which I usually don't play with, and so that'll be my excuse for why I lost. Yeah, I was going to say that's a good excuse. FIFA is the one game that I would say, I don't know, like bridges, borders, like everybody plays FIFA. It's kind of like soccer, the sport soccer in general. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think more people play FIFA like in America, more people play FIFA than actually care or watch soccer. Yeah. But it no, it was really cool, man. A couple of these people have been following me for a while. I think other people are, are new names and faces I didn't know them. Henry Chisholm's in the group. So we'll be doing all kinds of, you know, manual tournaments, leagues, Madden, 2K, FIFA. It's a really, really fun way to spend the quarantine. So definitely come hang out with DNVR Gaming. Awesome. So I do want to get to some news that we had come through on the Nugget side of things today that has to do with the coronavirus. Uh, First, though, of course, we're all isolated here. I feel like I haven't left my house in days. Um, But if you're craving some Breck brew, you don't even have to go out to your grocery store, which which is still open, or a, a liquor store. I think those are still open because... You can get Breck Brew delivered to you through the Drizzly app. The Drizzly app is pretty much just like a Grubhub for beer and liquor. Uh, you can get Breck Brew's 15-can sampler at most liquor stores as well. That's my personal favorite. Always go for the sampler. But like I was saying, you can get Breck Brew delivered through the Drizzly app. You can also order up food and beer orders at the Breck Brew Farmhouse. That's located at the Breck Brew headquarters in Littleton. So I would give them a call. You can reach them at 844-682-7325. They're doing takeout food and beer uh, from the Breck Brew Farmhouse in Littleton. Uh, So I would make sure to check those guys out. If you're craving some Breck Brew, and especially if you don't want to leave your house, you can uh, get it delivered. Stock up. It's time to stock up, baby. How's your uh, isolation going there? It's been good. I've been very busy with the DNVR watches and gaming stuff on social, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. Because when you work all day, you only have to scratch the surface of your kind of proverbial bag of things to do when stuck inside your apartment. So between between DNVR and, and my gaming habits, man, 
I'm low-key enjoying this so far. Minus the, the catastrophe and the fear and fear of death and all that. Yeah, exactly. The The problem I think I'm going to run into, I'm pretty sure I've already put on 10 pounds in the last week, <laughs> week and a half. Uh, Bullshit. Your, they, jaw, your jawline <laughs> looks as good as ever on those Zoom calls. Uh, they closed our gym here at the apartment. Uh I don't know what my next move is. Do I get a Peloton? Do I like <laughs> order up a yoga mat and just like start 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 doing something of that route? I'm not sure what my next move is here. So stay tuned you know on we, that. We'll do like uh, we'll create DNVR insanity and we'll all do workout videos together. Yeah. If someone out there is a personal trainer and wants to give the DNVR crew personal in-home training sessions that don't require any weights and you can just do like with stuff around the house. I don't know. Hit us up. Please. We need it. (laughs) I won't do it, but you know, at least give me the option. We're all going to need it. We're all going to need it. Also guys, as many of our basketball fans know, ball is life and our friends at Manscaped want to assist you when it's time for you to hit your game winner Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, and they have the right tools for the job. Listen to some of these different packages you guys can get with Manscaped. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0 and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, this is a total game changer. Also, the have you? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Have you used it yet, dude? The ball deodorant. Uh, of course. Yeah, it's incredible. I laughed at that because I didn't. I never thought of ball deodorant. Um, nor do I really care. But it's not just about the odor. Like they, if they feel kind of nice and hydrated, kind of helps to fight the chafing off. Highly recommend ball deodorant. Yeah, and this is the real game changer, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher (laughs) made to give you a little extra pep in your step. You don't you don't want that smell emanating from your from your special area in the bar. You know, you don't want people to think, who's that? What's that smell? Is that Harrison's crotch? You want to eliminate that situation. So, yeah, that would be a uh, night ruiner for sure. Yeah, bring the ball toner with you pretty much wherever you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, Manscaped even gave us a nice little carrying case, so it's easily transportable. So nice. Easily movable. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. All right, we're back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Harris Wind and Brendan Boat. We're presented by Illegal Beats, of course, home of the freaking stir. I love the stir. It's a game changer, an absolute game changer. So some news uh, that came down to wire today as COVID-19 kind of runs rampant through the NBA and obviously uh, this country and world. The Nuggets announced one member of the organization has tested positive for COVID-19. That person was tested on March 16th after experiencing symptoms consistent with coronavirus They are currently under the care of team medical staff and in self-isolation. My question, Vote, what was just your first reaction when this news kind of came across? Because honestly, I'm not going to say I was expecting this, but we, we know how 
big of an issue this is in, in our country and world. It's a pandemic for crying out out loud. I feel like I'm a little immune to players contracting coronavirus and just kind of people that have a lot of name recognition getting this thing. I think given what we know about the potential for someone being asymptomatic, the lack of testing, the clear correlation here between spikes in confirmed cases in all these areas and just the fact that those places have just finally started testing, what I'm getting at is I, I just assume a lot more people have it than we think, especially in something like a professional sports league. It's essentially like a traveling <laughs> circus. You know, all these organizations, so many people go with them in and out of these buildings. Obviously, guys are exchanging sweat and, and you know, just kind of physically battling against each other on the court. So whether it's a player or just a member of the organization, no, it's not surprising, man. And, and at this point, I'm not really surprised to find out that anyone might have it. Yeah, and uh, sure enough, later Thursday, 76ers announced three members of their organization have it. Two Lakers players and one Celtics player, which turns out to be Marcus Smart, also tested positive today. So I don't know why that one makes sense, but it just does. Like, of course, Marcus Smart got it. Yeah, he doesn't really like to uh, socially distance on the court. I can't see him doing it off the court either. (laughs) Nice. But, um, you know, from what I was told per a source on when as of Wednesday, the Nuggets were one of the teams that had not tested their players. Adam Silver said on ESPN that there have been eight teams that have tested all their players. The Nuggets were not one of those teams as of Wednesday. So that leads me to believe that this was not a player who tested positive, but a a different member of the organization. But sure enough, that member of the organization could have been around players, no, could could have been around coaches. So uh, this thing could have spread. And uh, kind of the other news to come out of today is previously teams were allowing players to come in to their team facility kind of one on zero a player and a player development coach or a player and an assistant coach and work out that way a kind of in waves or in shifts Uh, that's no more team facilities are closed and that kind of leaves players with no really place to work out I don't know how you can bring the season back. I mean, I don't know how you pass up on the revenue and all that, but, and, and you, you have these, these TV deals you got to honor, but I mean, like if you're going to take, if guys can't even work out right now, and are, are we just going to bring everything back in a month or two and expect teams to be ready for, for playoff basketball? I mean, if team facilities do remain closed until we think about bringing this thing back, and let's just say, if we're being generous, there's hope of bringing it back in late July. Let's just say late July. You're going to have to have a, a, what, a two to three week training camp, maybe at the minimum, and potentially mix in an exhibition game or two if these guys are not playing and they don't have a facility to work out at from now until then that's like going to be two plus months off maybe three i mean if players do not have a place to work out in for three months i don't think many guys on the nuggets have gyms in their houses i think paul Millsap has a one hoop that's like a half court setup 
you know, I think it's a bit ridiculous to think about bringing back the season unless these guys have like two, three weeks, maybe a month to get back in game shape. Yeah, it's the kind of ridiculous thing you only do when when hundreds of millions of, of dollars are on the line, right? So we'll, we'll see, but I'm with you. At this point, man, I, it's hard to know what to expect, but I can't, I can't expect the season to return. And I don't even know how these guys stay in shape. I know. To be honest. Uh, I mean, I was just talking about how I'm going to have a tough time staying in shape. But th- these guys, like, we could be on a lockdown in Denver, you know, this week or this weekend, uh, sure. as soon as this weekend, as people are in California right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the next move is for these players. But you're right. When there is potentially playoff money at stake, you feel like those playoffs are going to you know, be played if the league has any chance of doing it. And it would be so weird if a season ended without a playoffs. Like we've, I don't think we've ever had that. Like a season just ending early, and we don't have I mean, a champion yeah. for a season. That's more than an asterisk. It's just, it's like the season that wasn't. It's like pretty much the season never happened. What do you do with that? Yeah, and like, do you? Here's a fun question: Are these, like, statistically, these seasons happen for all these players, right? Like, it's it's a part of their career stats, obviously. So there's some like record of this on the ledger, but. What does it what does it mean that a team won or lost X or Y games in 2019-2020? Yeah. Nothing. It, it would mean absolutely nothing. Uh, the only thing it would really count for or, or the thing it would count for a most are guys looking to get new contracts this summer. You know? Like, what does this season really mean for uh, other guys? It's kind of, yeah, not much. Yeah, man. Strange times. Strange times. Right now, you guys can get StravaCraft coffee and order StravaCraft coffee for 20% off using code DNVR20. Of course, StravaCraft coffee loaded with CBD, which is non-psychoactive which and has also been known to help, ter- help cure long-term migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS. Remember, you can purchase it online for 20% off using code DNVR20. StravaCraft coffee, if you're... If you are a DNVR member, Strava Craft Coffee should be an essential part to your day. Wake up, brew a quick pot of Strava Craft Coffee or in a Keurig. They have that as well. Start your day off right. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Do you have a top five or, or a power ranking of your favorite quarantine foods because i went to king supers i picked up a bunch of stuff curious if you've got a couple go-tos already all right this is that's a great question so between what i'm trying to eat sustenance taste but also obviously how long does this food last is it perishable factoring all these things together how about refried beans? I have those way near the top of my list. Whoa, was not expecting that. Was not yeah, expecting dude. that. Canned beans. I've been eating them with with some rice and some steak. They'll they'll stay good for a long time. You can stock up on them. Really easy to make. So can, canned beans coming in top. Beans, rice, and steak. See, I think the good thing about that is you won't put on the quarantine 15. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm doing a lot of push-ups too, so... 
I'm just converting it all to muscle anyway. Yeah, I feel like I've got to work some push-ups, sit-ups into my uh, daily routine here. Here's my number one at the top of my power ranking. Frozen pizza. Yeah, that's a better answer. Um, I've been I've been hitting that pretty hard as well. Also, frozen wings as a nice complimentary on the side to the pizza. Have you had the frozen wings from Costco before? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I had them it. like six hours ago. <laughs> so good. Yeah, just really reliable. Um, another, so another food high atop my quarantine power ranking. That's pretty much good any time of the day. Grilled cheese. That's a good one, except uh, the bread, though. You need your bread to last through your quarantine. That can get a little iffy, but I'm with you. Yeah, well, I do have a lot of bread on deck. Got a couple loaves uh, cooling off in the freezer right now. Smart. Smart. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I had a lot of Entenmann's donuts today. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know if that really applies to the quarantine thing, but I do love them regardless. What's your uh, drink situation like? Because I was sure to get a bunch of water, but you know you got to mix it up a little as well. Did you uh, did you mix it up, or are you strictly water? I mostly I don't really drink non-water unless it's booze, to be honest. But I got a bunch of Red Bulls um, for podcasts like these at eleven p.m. Yeah, I need them, Harrison. Yeah, the only soda I'll really drink unless. Uh unless it's like with alcohol is root beer. So mm. stocked up on some root beer as well. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're good here. We could, uh, I think I got enough food for like a, a month or two, but I, I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about a shutdown. So I'm going to get on the, uh, on the drizzly app tomorrow and I'm going to order a lot of Brett brews. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think we should all do that. I think we should all do that. So we did get a couple questions here. And as always, if you guys have questions for the show that you want us to answer, thednvr.com. Go to where this podcast lives and scroll down to the bottom. And if you're a member, make sure you're signed in and leave a question or a comment there. This one comes from Jack Wiley. What was your guys' favorite performance from each player this year? So we could run through a couple of these right here. Uh, We're doing something on DNVR Nuggets right now kind of question of the day style where each weekday me brendan and adam kind of come together and dish on one question today's was what was the best individual performance from a nugget this season uh, yesterday's was what was the most memorable moment of the nugget season uh, before that what was the most encouraging part of the nuggets incomplete regular season so a uh, stuff in that theme um but I talked about my favorite performance from Nikola Jokic today. And for me, it was that night against the Utah Jazz. 30 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. When the Nuggets only had seven guys available and a bench of Vlaco and P.J. Dozier. But Jokic was just absolutely incredible in that game. Here are a a couple stats that I plucked from this game. He became the third player since the NBA-ABA merger to post at least a 30-20-10 stat line. The only other two guys to do that, DeMarcus Cousins and David Lee. And also, according to ESPN, Jokic and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are the only players in NBA history to tally 30 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists on the road before turning 25 years old. Yeah, and, and Jokic did it against 
arguably the best positional defender at his position in the league and with like three former G leaguers and two Google jobs on the active roster. <laughs> yeah. He dominated Rudy Gobert and the Nuggets beat the jazz that night for really the second time. in I think it was five or six days or so second time yeah. that week. Uh, so he was incredible. That's probably, I think if you consider the context, maybe the most impressive performance of his career. I For this same exercise, I picked his uh, scoring high from the season because that's his career high. 47 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists on the 6th of January against the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks threw out Bruno Fernando and Alex Len to guard him. <laughs> and I think sometimes with Jokic, we see those matchups and we go, oh, he should dominate, but maybe he can't really be bothered or the Nuggets win easily and not much is required of him. This was one of those like fantasy feast your eyes kind of nights where he was willing to bring it as a scorer and they had no one who could contain him. He th- Prior in the season, he was shooting so poorly from three. In the first matchup with Atlanta, the Hawks dropped on him with a lot of success, just daring him to shoot. They tried that again in this game and, and he hit three threes in the first quarter, um, absolutely tore them up. Just looked like a 6'11 Larry Bird. So it's just fun. It's a rare occasion when we see him like really trying to score as many points as he can. And and it seemed like that was the case against Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was a great one. I was thinking of just some other Nuggets' best performances of the season. I don't know why this one sticks out to me. But when the Nuggets beat the Rockets 105-95 pretty early in the season, I think it was Denver's 13th game of the regular season, Tory Craig played just 19 minutes. But mm. he had eight points, three assists, two steals, and three blocks. I think I remember all three of those blocks just right now. They were all just like so massive and just absolute so game changers. Game. Yeah. About as good as one can be in such a contained role and contained playing time. Absolutely swung the needle. Another great game I had, Jamal Murray against Memphis back in November. Um, He had 39 points on uh, 14 of 24 from the field and 7 of 12 from 3. 8 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Probably the best game we saw from Jamal this season. He was also a plus 23 in the win. Mm Mm-hmm. What about Michael Porter Jr.'s career high, 25 points against the Indiana Pacers in 23 minutes? This stat line was absolutely ridiculous. 25 points, 11 of 12 shooting. 11 of 12 shooting. Easily my favorite performance of the season by any nugget. Yeah. It it was funny because that performance was, was like a little unexpected. Uh, you know, he had kind of been in and out of the rotation up until that point in the season. And like he has the 25 on 11 to 12 shooting in 23 minutes. The next night plays only 12 minutes and the Nuggets lost to the Washington Wizards, which uh, that two game stretch a bit symbolic of his rookie season and and how his entire year went. But then didn't really get back into the rotation playing, you know, around 20 minutes a game until, uh, like a week later against the Clippers. Uh, when that when that Pacers game happened, I, I thought we were seeing the moment that turned the whole season around, not just for for Michael, but for the Nuggets. But yeah, that momentum, that MPJ momentum dried up quick. Yeah, that felt like it could be a December 15th moment. 
Oh, I thought it was. It man. probably should have been. Probably should have been. Yep. Porter's first career start sticks out for me as well against the Sacramento Kings. Remember how shocked we were that he was in the starting lineup that night? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he goes absolutely. out there for uh, 19 points on 8 of 10 shooting. His uh, his efficiency was was pretty nuts this rookie season. I'm trying to think. There are definitely some good Jeremy Grant games, but I don't know if they really reach the level of some of the ones we've we've pointed. Out. Jeremy Grant has just had some unbelievably efficient games. Yeah, like like super efficient from the field and from three. Absolutely. Uh, this question comes from Chill Ducey, or not really a question, but just kind of a uh, take. He says, in response to what grade you guys would give the Nuggets this season, I agree with you guys as usual. I think everyone taking their frustration out of Malone about MPJ is simply projecting related to the fact that the team is not yet a real contender. That's mainly because Jamal Murray is not good enough yet, question mark, although mm-hmm. that isn't his fault. Maybe MPJ can be that second fiddle on a championship team, but it's doubtful that he was going to get there in his rookie season coming off two years without competitive basketball. So what will you think back on when you kind of assess Jamal Murray's year? Like, how do you view Jamal Murray's year even if the season is in fact over? I think you got to view it as disappointing because you were really hoping to see not just a leap in overall production, but I think the big word for everyone was consistency. And we didn't really get it. You know, he was looking better to start the year, then got a little dinged up and frankly was pretty average and pedestrian for for a large stretch after that. Was really, really good for about six games after returning from injury, but it kind of fell off. And, and that six-game stretch is really the largest like sustained stretch of, of consistent great play from him we've seen thus far. So I would say it's not, it wasn't a damning season, but it's year four and we didn't see the big leap. So if this is it, um, I think you do kind of have to treat the next time we see Jamal uh, with a little more urgency in terms of, of what you're hoping to see from him. Yeah. And of course a really good showing in the playoffs could erase the right. question marks that he did raise a little bit this regular right. season, like th- that could totally erase that. Um, but yeah, to kind of go off a couple of things you were talking about, right up until the All Star break, he was amazing. Right after he missed close to a month with that ankle injury, was shooting a lot more threes per game than he did earlier in the season. Uh, Like four or nine from three, six of eight, two of eight, three of eight. He wasn't always hitting them, but he was at least attempting them. And that was such a big thing we talked about. And yeah, yeah, then seemed like he got a little dinged up again and kind of teetered off a little bit uh, up until the season getting suspended. But before that really hot streak after he came back from the ankle injury, like you were saying, pretty inconsistent, like eight of 17 one night. A five of nine the next night, seven of 17 one night, uh, four of 11 the next, like just inconsistent offense. And I don't think his defense was where it needed to be this season either. So I think it was a disappointing year from him if this is the end of it. And of course, he can rewrite a little bit of that in the playoffs. He is still really young. And I do think he made some strides in some certain parts of his game 
as a pure point guard, I would say, in the pick and roll, I think he was a little better this year. But yeah, I'm with you. I was expecting him to make a bigger leap. And with regards to Childeusi's comment, I think he's definitely on onto something there about Malone getting scapegoated a little bit, when the bigger thing is that we didn't see the leap from Jamal. But I think it goes back to what we just said about the Pacers game. Whatever that like 1-2% chance was supposed to represent in terms of like MPJ maybe actually being able to swing a series earlier than we thought, or the Nuggets getting lucky and making a deep run, we got that small sense of hope in that Indiana game. He looked so good, it made you think, well, let's let's see. Let's see what we've got here. And then from there, Malone kind of chose not to. And so I think, look, he's right. There was almost no chance that MPJ like is a savior. But the idea that the door was sort of shut on that before it had to be, I think that's the source of the frustration. Yeah, agreed. Miroslav comes in and writes... Adam is so huge, so he's not in this competition. Who would win in a Royal Rumble event between Eric, D-Line Co., Harrison, Brendan, and TJ McBride? What a hilarious grouping. Um, I would say that Harrison is in the best physical shape, but I don't know if he really like has what it takes to win a Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not I, sure if I do either. Not sure. I'm a, about that life. I interned for WWE. I, uh, you did? I, wow. I did. Fun fact, in their TV department. I watched a little bit growing up. So I'm tiny, but I've got the heart of a champion. So I like my chances. All right. Let us know who you guys think would win against any, any Denver media member. I'm just imagining TJ in like high red tights, no shirt, <laughs> beard slicked, up, slicked down. Uh, not trying to imagine that. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's all the time we got for today. Thanks for the questions, guys. Appreciate it. As always, if you are a member, leave a comment on the DNVR.com on this podcast. Friday night, game two, Nuggets, Hornets. Can't wait to watch that. We'll see if Melo can bounce back from a dismal showing in game one. We'll see if Chauncey can stay red hot. And, yeah, we will see what J.R. Smith has in store. DNVR watches, baby. Use the hashtag watch along. It's a lot of fun. Hey, George Carl is in on it. George Carl was tweeting along with us during Dude, game one. How about George Carl acknowledging your J.R. Smith slight? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was incredible. If George Carl is in on DNVR watches, you guys should be in too. Facts. Facts only. All right. We will, I guess, talk to you guys on Twitter Friday night. Hey, guys, before we get out of here, we were just talking about all the quarantine food that we've got on deck here. For the next month or two i know i've got a lot of unhealthy stuff so i'm gonna have to be brushing my teeth a lot and i'm really glad that i've got an electric toothbrush not just any electric toothbrush a free sonicare toothbrush that i got from green mountain dental to use every night every morning to make sure my teeth are clean over the next several weeks if you guys schedule a cleaning extra and exam right now at green mountain dental group they'll give you a free sonicare toothbrush they are located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They are the first step to taking care of your mouth. Remember, get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush today.